Welcome to Typically Unique. I'm Kim Aponte, and I'm here with my husband, Carlos. Hello. On today's episode, we are going to show you some pictures. We thought we'd uh, take this opportunity to let you get to know us a little bit better as a family, um, show you some pictures of our life and some of the things that we've talked about so far. Yeah, this is kind of our origin story, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so um, I think our story begins in high school because um, I was a high school senior. Um, I had played basketball and baseball. Um, also, my junior year, I ran the Olympic torch for the 1984 Olympic Games in Los Angeles. And... Um, uh, I was kind of shy uh, in high school, believe it or not, um, but um, I really didn't approach too many people, had a very small group of friends, kind of kept to myself. Um, I was getting ready to go to college, um, and uh, I had noticed, um, <laughs> while uh, I think at practice or something, I had noticed um, the girls' team would practice before us or after us and um there was this one girl who was just super hustle um just hustling all the time i mean just really working hard <laughs> sweating and just you know giving it her all and i remember asking somebody who that was they didn't know mentioned that she was a freshman um and uh, but i was just super intrigued and I wanted to get to know her, but I was shy. So, um, I decided, well, Hey, maybe I'll just write a note. So in, in that previous picture where he's dunking the basketball, that was like the highlight of all the basketball games back then. So he won't talk about it, but I will, I would scream my head off for him during that time. <laughs> but this is what I look like in high school, uh, as a freshman. So yeah, I'm just walking down the hallway. One of my friends passes me this note and I was just so shocked because, you know, I'm just a lowly freshman and you know, he's a star on the basketball team and how does he even know me? But you know, I knew who he was. We, we would be in the gym, you know, passing between practices and stuff. And, you know, I, I just was wowed. And we, we wrote back and forth for a while and really got to know each other well in high school. Yeah, we developed a really, really good relationship. I mean, I knew that I had like a little feelings for Kim at the time. We but, both did. <laughs> but, um, um, you know, I was going to go away to college. Um, Kim was a freshman. She was just starting her, you know, high school career. Um, I didn't know where college and all that was going to take me, but we did kind of keep in touch a little bit here and there um you know we did i still have the letters like we <laughs> we wrote back and forth quite a bit yeah exactly so i think that kind of took us to you know us kind of experiencing our own things and then what about 10 12 years later yeah we, that was that was a long time yeah we both kind of migrated back to our hometown um, I was working at a manufacturing facility. Mm -hmm. uh, Kim just started teaching, tutoring. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, I was didn't your... even have a full-time classroom yet. So, yeah, I just started. 
I just started um, as a tutor uh, at, at a school at an elementary school. So um, I didn't know this at the time, but I was working at a manufacturing facility, and one of Kim's close high school friends was working Shout there. Shout out well. to Lori. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Lori was uh, working at this manufacturing facility, and one day I was just kind of walked past her and I said, Hey, um, whatever happened with Kim, what's she doing today? And, um, she said, Oh, she's working at this school in Ashtabula. And I was like, Oh wow. Which one? And she told me, and I kind of held on to the number for a couple of days. I didn't <laughs> call right away. Um, which was actually probably good timing because Kim was kind of going through some, uh, you know, life yeah. transitions yeah. at that time as well. So yeah, the, the universe has somehow, you know, always brought us back together and, uh, in these ways. So, um, again, I was shocked by that communication, but you know, once we got back in contact, it was just a whirlwind after that. Right. So and if I could step back because it's almost funny, but when I called the school, um, she was teaching at the time, right? So they were like, uh, let me take down your name. Uh, we'll have her call you back. So um, she called me back and she's like, um, is this Carlos? And I was like, yes. I think first I said, Mr. Aponte, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, we're in professional settings now. You know, I was at work. So I'm like, Mr. Aponte. <laughs> yeah. She's like, is this Carlos? Yeah. And then- is this Carlos Aponte? And I'm like, Kim, how many Carlos Amantes do you know? I Come know. on. I, like, I didn't believe it. I was in shock because, I mean, he, I had no idea where he was. So I couldn't believe you know, he was back in Ashtabula. So that yeah. was funny. Yeah. So we went on a date. And this was probably two or three dates after our first date. But we started making a connection. Yeah. So this is us as a young couple when we were dating. And then um, we... You know, that like we said, it was a whirlwind. We dated for a few months and then we were engaged and then married the next year and then two kids. And um, this is a picture of us on a vacation. Probably we were married four years, I believe. And this would be the summer uh, before Aiden, uh, we go to the hospital for the Brutons. So here's Aiden and Carly's in the car seat. Um, They're 13 months apart, like I said. And I just wanted to show some pictures of them when they were babies and when they were younger because they were so close right from the beginning. I mean, it's not twins, but practically, you know, just being so close in age. I mean, he just started walking and she's still in the car seat and we lived in this old renovated school into an apartment and had like 30 steps that went up and I we'd have to carry her and carry him because he was just learning to walk you know not very uh, able to wasn't able to walk up 30 steps um and just some more cute pictures of them and I wanted to show them young and how well they got along and they were close because there will be some episodes that come up where You know, we talk about their relationship and um, some other things that come up down the road. So we'll revisit this. And this is uh, Aiden and Carly. We we had talked before about swimming and how, you know, he's a fish and just, you know, having a good time. We would would just try to do fun things um, when we could as a family. 
Okay, so we're leading up to um, the first time that we had to go to Rainbows, and this was Aiden starting kindergarten, so he's five, and, you know, everybody takes that first day of school photograph, usually, on your way out the door, um, on your way to school, and so Aiden got to come to the school where he attended the school where I worked, so this was our first day of school picture, and he's got his two little thumbs up. That was his thing back then. I don't know. We're going to always talk about these quirks and different things that Aiden has, and there's a reason for it, and it'll it'll come up. And notice he's smiling in this picture. There's a lot of pictures where he just does not smile. Yeah, yeah. he was happy this day. He was excited to start school. So that kind of takes us to um, when we did get the first diagnosis of leukemia. We were sent to Rainbows because they thought it was leukemia. Um, You know, we got that misdiagnosis. It turned out to be Bruton's disease. Um, And if we want to go to the next picture. Um, So this is, um, you know, we were still trying to figure out. It probably took us a week before um we did get the brutons yeah i want to say we're almost there maybe like 10 days or something it it took a long time yeah and um but they knew that um it wasn't leukemia so um they weren't sure with the immune disorder or some type of disorder that um we would need to be in this type of isolation um because you know the second floor at rainbows is HEPA filtered, lockdown, you know. So until they knew what it was, they were going to keep him in, you know, the safest place. That's why he has the mask on. Right. And uh, this, well, this photo um, reminds me of when you you can see he has the IV in his hand. And um, when they were still trying to figure out what was going on, they wanted more blood from him. So... And so obviously I think that was before they had the IV. It could have even been them getting the IV in. I, I, I don't remember that detail, but what I do remember is, you know, I went with him to a lab room right on the same floor and they were going to do this, you know, either draw blood, draw blood or um, put the IV in. And they asked me to hold him down because he was fighting them. He was not going to let them. He was five and he was scared, um, let them do what they wanted to do. And they asked me to be the one to hold him down. So I wanted to share that because my advice to young parents that have to go through something like that with your children is because afterwards I was upset. And because I was upset, someone who worked at the hospital, I don't remember who it was, but, you know, asked me what was wrong. And, you know, because Aiden was mad at me because I did it. And um, I was upset. And they said, you know, you don't have to be the one to do that. You can ask them to, you know, find someone on staff that can do it, you know? Yeah. Um, You know, she was, Kim was very distraught when she came back, you know, and we were kind of talking through it. First of all, for them to ask her to do that, you know, you kind of understand in the moment they're just trying to get something done. But right. as, a, as Kim was mentioning, as a young parent, politely decline. Say, please bring somebody in, you know, bring in an orderly, bring in a nurse, bring in somebody else. I'm here for comfort. I'm not here to add to the stress you know, and pain of what's taking place. I, as a parent, am in this room for comfort. So, um, exactly. I, and, and we had a very long conversation about 
mm-hmm. that will never happen no, again. No, no, <laughs> I vowed. I, and, and there's been a few situations where, um, you know, having that in the back of my mind helped me and I was able to say, no, please, please have someone else. Exactly. So once we get the diagnosis and Aiden starts his treatments and I just wanted to show a few photos of, you know, life is good. Him and, his- and I, <clears throat> let me mention that, um, you know, so Aiden is getting his IVIG treatments every three to four weeks. Right. But he's still able to live yes. a normal, normal life. Right. So he's normal still life. doing normal things outside of contact sports, right. rough housing and things like that. Just because of the spleen. Right? Yeah. But for the most part, these treatments for Bruton disease is allowing him to live somewhat a normal life. And that's what these pictures are. Right. Right. Okay. Yep. So they got their little lemonade stand. You know, because he couldn't do the contact sports, we tried to find out other activities. So he got into Cub Scouts, and um, we had mentioned he played basketball. So this is his sixth grade year, and it probably would have been about six months before uh, the AML diagnosis. Um, and I'm already, when I look back at this picture, I think he looked pale to me. Um, he was able to golf, so we'd get him out there for golf lessons. So this is his 12th birthday um, party. That's the age he was when he was diagnosed. And um, there's my mother-in-law in the picture. She helped us out tremendously also when we were going through this. And at the end of sixth grade, they always have like a graduation ceremony for the kids. And I was really proud of Aiden on this day. Um, he's always... Um, done really well academically, really great at math, and he um, earned the President's Award, and they only give that out to a few students. So, and, uh, What I like about this picture is, again, Aiden didn't um, start it not to smile in pictures, and this one, even though he's trying to have yeah. the no smile, you can see a little bit of a smile breaking through on this one. Yeah. <clears throat> so then that led us into the summer. Yeah. And um, I used to uh, race dirt track stock cars and um, always tried to get the family to come out with me on Friday nights. It wasn't Kim's favorite activities, but, um, you know, I would take the kids sometimes. Sometimes all of us would go. Um, sometimes it'd just be myself. But um, <laughs> this particular year, I had been doing it for a few years and, um, you know, with some success. But this particular year, um, Aiden was my crew chief, you know, very smart kid. Um, I had been kind of doing some of the similar things over and over again, again, with some success, but, um, I really wanted to win the track championship. So I would just talk to Aiden about how I was setting up the car, different things I wanted to try, get some ideas from him. And funny thing is with his fresh eyes on some things, um, we tried some things that actually worked. Um, so, uh, we (laughs) did kids had a blast that summer. They loved doing that. (laughs) The, we did win the track championship. And when you win a race, we'd go out and take a photo as a family in victory lane. And, and he really liked that. Um, I would drive him back to the pit. So he'd be in the car. We waved to the crowd. So, um, it was a good time. We had a really good, that last kind of summer. Yeah. Lots of fun things that summer. Um, this photo, um, we left out two of our family members <laughs> when we were talking in our other episodes. Um, some of the adjustments we had to make when we got, you know, thrown into this. And so this is Aiden and Carly with our 
two puppies that I call them, um, Lacey and Kelly. And, you know, one of the things we had to decide was how to take care of them. And we just realized we couldn't, um, you know, we didn't want them to be alone that much. So they went to live with my parents. So my parents had the dogs and here's a picture of them on the golf course. And, um, they stayed with them for actually two years and till you were, we were able to take them back. And by the time we did, then the, my parents missed the dogs, the dogs missed my parents. And we only have one of the dogs now, Lacey's with still with us. She's an old girl, but she'll still cry if my parents come over and leave. But, and I love this photo too, because of the light rays that like that come down. I just, I just love that. And so, I, I always forget. I said, I'm going to give a warning before I pull this up. But <laughs> this is the photo of um, Aiden getting the actual spinal tap when um, the bone marrow test. When, when Aiden said, give me the test. I want to do the test. Yeah. So one of the earlier episodes, we talked about how Aiden wanted to be uh, wanted to know what was going on with him. He wasn't feeling well. He. I think the uh, the doctors and nurses were kind of like, well, we won't really know unless we do a bone marrow test. And they were kind of saying it as a not a scare tactic, but, you know, hey, um, you know, do you really want us to do this invasive procedure to find out what you have? And Aiden's answer was, yes, I do. Um, so for me, I just wanted to take a picture of that moment. Um, I'm not sure why. I know Kim wasn't in the room. Well, I think because I couldn't go and I was a nervous wreck and I hate not knowing things. So he probably just did it because I was hounding him, you know, like <laughs> I wanted to know what was there. But, you know, I mean, I guess at the very least that, you know, at least we have documentation right, of, right. of things. So then this is Aiden, um, probably one of the first photos we took of him actually like in the room after the AML diagnosis. Um, he's still got his regular t-shirt on. I don't see any bags hanging on the poles or anything like that. So just, he kind of has that look of shock on his face too. And then this would be a few days later. Um, because you can see the football jersey hanging up there. So we told that story. So this is after we've had a few days to get through everything. It was probably the first week, and uh, he does have an IV bag on the pole, and that will mm -hmm. continue to grow with uh, more right. medications that uh, come into play that that one tree turns into about three or four. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll, if we do this again and show photos down the road, like you'll be amazed at how that little pole right there, like that's going to change as we go through this. But some other things in this photo is just, you know, Aiden's drinking hot chocolate there. That's another thing that he would have and gave him comfort. And um, the football blanket, um, he got a lot of things sent up to him from his school and his the football team that he was trying to be on and just the whole school district was very supportive always sending him things and at this time you can go to the next one yeah at this time we started um started transitioning the man cave a little bit um we talked about in an earlier episode that um mm -hmm. you know Aiden and i were spending you know the majority of the time during the work week there and um so we started transitioning it a little bit to kind of you know we always kept the lights off uh we had some sports memorabilia in there we were watching you know um 
you know, UFC uh, on TV or football games or uh, mm-hmm. whatever. And, and made it dark. And made it very, <laughs> yeah, very dark. And, you know, it was just kind of our own little spot. Yeah. So, you know, once we got settled, we had our immediate family come up. And so we we're just still not going too far, just hanging out in the room. And Carlos's sister came up and my sister came up and, you know, it was nice to have that comfort. But the look on my face in this picture just says it all. I was angry and terrified and just you can just see it on there and that's my little sister and she was trying to make me feel better (laughs) (laughs) and this is Carly at the hospital with us and we're I can't make out or remember what that sign was it almost looks like it says Aiden Aponte like his name or something Um, but we were always putting either instructions directions on what to do or requests or um, some funny decorations or things like that on the doors. So this is the picture before Aiden and Carly started fifth and sixth grade. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So as you can see, Aiden is uh, not very photogenic. He does not like taking pictures. Yeah. So he rarely smiles, but the tradition was, you know, as Kim started when they went to kindergarten and Aiden was very excited Um, you know, we would take a picture on their first day of school. Most families do that. And uh, even though this picture is very blurry, I think it's telling because this is the next year. So, yeah, this breaks my heart because this is the school year that Aiden's not at because we had to start school without him. So we didn't even want to take this picture, but we were getting outside ready to leave to go to school And my neighbor uh, was outside with her little girls, and I think she called us over and snapped a picture of me and Carly. But it just breaks my heart because Aiden couldn't be in that one. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful photo there. So there's, you know, um, I think a little bit of a recap of kind of most of the stuff that we talked about um, up until this point. And, um, you know, we were just a normal, typical, happy, two kids, two dog family, right? Living Um, life. Living life, Mm -hmm. um, enjoying each other, enjoying, you know, um, each other's company and um, just doing the things that we would typically normally do um, as a family. I think when the... Um, AML misdiagnosis and Bruton's hit, you know, it kind of took us for a little bit of a loop and we were having to do things abnormally in our family. Um, But we started to adjust to that and we made normalcy out of that. Um, Yeah. So on our next episodes. Yeah. Do you have that? We're going to talk about... um, that now we're in it yeah some of the things that are going to come up and like some of the side effects and things that are going to hit so in i think in our next episode or maybe the next few that are coming but um you know of course with chemotherapy you know you're going to lose your hair um you know there are going to be some other uh side effects of chemo of being in the hospital, of things we expected and things we had no had clue that no, were going to happen. Exactly, and um, you know, a lot of these things are. Some of them are small, 
but stack on on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Some of these are very traumatic. Um, so we had to try to provide comfort to Aiden. So I think going forward, we're going to talk about two things. What are these side effects? How can you handle them? And what did we do to help comfort Aiden going forward? Right. I mean, even to the point where we had to make you know, specific things that we put in his chart and no one right. could enter the room unless they read <laughs> the first two pages of his chart. It was yeah. called Aiden's Care Something, you yeah. know, we'll look it up. I'll have but- to find that. I'll dig that out. <laughs> yeah. But so. um, yeah, I think that's how we could move forward. Hopefully you like, um, you know, a little bit of a recap. That will be coming up on our next episode. Bye for now.